Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Songhez on The Viewpoint. On the viewpoint. The viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Black Monday protests, which fled up in October 2017, forced the Nelson Mandela Foundation as well as the South African Human Rights Commission to take action. What started out as an impassioned plea to take action against a rise in farm murders descended into open displays of the apartheid flag and, in some cases, defences of the regime itself. However, on the other side of the debate was the organisation Afri Forum. They have proved to be one of the biggest defenders of the apartheid flag, and although they have condemned those who display it publicly, the organisation has previously argued that keeping the iconic flag for them is an expression of free speech, which therefore must not be conflated with hatred. Today, the Equality Court ruled the gratuitous display of the apartheid flag, South African flag, as hate speech. When making the judgment, Judge Phineas Mujabelo said the display of the apartheid flag does harm and should be considered as hate speech, unfair discrimination and harassment. He also said that no good could come from gratuitously displaying the old flag and those who do so and not display the flag of the new democratic South Africa choose oppression over liberating symbols. 
Of course, this is going to attract a lot of criticism. This is going to attract a lot of applause. And there are many people who have opinions on that, not least among them South African listeners on SAFM. The number to dial is 891 This is The Viewpoint. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint at SAFM Radio. Drop us as well a voice note on 0614-104-107. On the line, of course, is Mr. Aaron Roots, Head of Policy and Structures at Afri Forum. Hi, good evening. Thank you very much. It's good to be on the show. Certainly. Let's play a quick clip before we can have a conversation among ourselves and involving South Africans who wish to participate in this conversation, shall we? Okay. Indeed. There should be a clip playing now. The relief sought by the applicants in this matter is not a banning order against the old flag. The Mandela Foundation seeks only an order that will declare to all South Africans, including the potential offenders and complainants, that the display of the impugned flag must be confined to genuine, artistic, academic, or journalistic expression in the public interest. It must qualify under Section 12 of the Equality Act. Any display beyond that may be brought before this court for the displayer to prove that the display was defensive or to prevail on the court to make an appropriate remedy. Yeah, those are the words of Justice Mojapelo of the Equality Court when deciding that the gratuitous display of the party flag is no longer consistent with Section 12 of the Equality Act as well as the Constitution. And to have that further discussion with us is Mr. Aaron Sroot. Before we have even that conversation, do you just want to give us a history of the flag that is in question so that South Africans can discuss from a common point of departure, Aaron? You want me to give a background of the flag that is in question? Absolutely. Yeah, well, sure. It's it's the the 1928 flag. It was adopted in 19, uh, as I said, in 1928. It was still back then the Union of South Africa, 20 years before uh, the start of apartheid. It was at the time when um, the different Boer republics, as they were known, and the parts of the country that were run by the the British, were consolidated into one big union, uh, which of course led to the um, the Republic of South Africa in the 60s. Uh, which, of course, was replaced in 1994 when the ANC came to power. And, of course, the flag is regarded as a very controversial flag because of um, what happened in South Africa during the time in which that flag was the official flag. But to refer to it as the apartheid flag is mm. is misleading because the flag was the official flag for two decades before apartheid started. Sure. Um, but nonetheless, it can be referred to as apartheid flag because apartheid government didn't do anything to change its symbols. It actually carried it as well. So the apartheid government used that flag. So it can quite conceivably be referred to as the apartheid flag. Surely that logic follows. Well, you can you can refer to a flag the way you want. Um, we can refer to the current South African flag as, as various things, but... Uh, it, it wasn't the flag. Once the apartheid government came to power, they, they didn't say, well, let's make this the flag to represent our policies, because that flag was in power from long before the National Party came to power in South Africa. Okay, put differently, the flag didn't offend the apartheid government in such that it could be something that they endorsed. 
No, of course, I think they endorsed the, the, the flag, of course. Okay, so we will work on the premise that it was an apartheid flag, at least because it was endorsed. Nonetheless... Well, the apartheid government also endorsed growing the economy. <laughs> so, so the fact that I don't see how that is part of it. Come on, Aaron. By definition, that it was bad. Aaron, let's be constructive. We're not talking about the economy, we're talking about the apartheid flag. And I'm just trying to understand, for the purposes of the discussion, the meaning of the apartheid flag to a community of South Africans who identify with it. Also, to that extent, to try and establish a point of departure for those who don't identify with it. That's fine. You can keep calling it that. I think it's misleading. But you, you of course, have the full right to refer to it. Okay, sure. Give me a reference that is going to be workable then. Um, The 1928 flag, or the The Union flag, or the Republic flag. Okay, but we're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about the 1928 Boer Republic's flag in the Union of South Africa that was subsequently inherited, and not in many any way altered by the 1948 National Party Republic, who then introduced yeah. apartheid policy, but subsequently in 1994 was rejected by the yeah. Democratic well, government of South Africa. Well, technically, it wasn't the Boer Republic flag. The Boer Republic flags were disbanded in 1910, uh, with when after the Second Anglo-Boer War. Yeah. Okay. I, I accept the Union of South Africa flag that would later become the apartheid government flag, but was dejected by or rejected, I beg your pardon, by the Democratic South Africa, yeah. of which the Freedom Front was part of the establishment of the new order. Why then, if we can accept, because apartheid was declared in 1976, I beg you, if I recall, a crime against humanity, and the symbols that were used in apartheid by and large were offensive to the majority of the country, although sponsoring the minority of the country. And in many respects, some of those institutions have persisted today. If then the majority of the country or there's a strong movement by persons who represent the majority of the country to try and move away from those institutions that do bring back a past that for the most part is not consistent with a democra- democratic order of 25 years, why would then there be resistance to that? Mm. Well, I think there are two, two important points to, to respond to that. The first is the fact that the flag is regarded as offensive is, is not sufficient for it to be declared hate speech because hate speech is much more than mere offensiveness. Hate speech entails for something to, to, to contain an inherent call to action to inflict harm on, on a particular community. Uh, based on the race, for example. The other thing is the fact that the majority of people regard it as offensive, and they, surely they might be right, but the fact that the majority of people feel that way is supposed to be irrelevant, because you could say that the majority of people in Germany supported Nazism at the time. That doesn't mean that it was the right thing to do. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't base our conclusions or our arguments based on does the majority feel a particular way, because the majority can also be wrong. True. You speak about the Germans and the majority of Germans right now find that the Nazi salute, not words, just the Nazi salute itself, is quite offensive. And as a result, it can attract serious penalties, even criminally, in Germany today. Yes, sure. I don't think that's the same as this issue. How is it different? Well, uh, under Nazism, six million people were murdered in a matter of two years. Uh, They were thrown in concentration camps. They were mass graves. Babies were, were, were ripped in mass hair by the tens of thousands, if not hundred thousands, from their mothers' arms and thrown into ovens. There was a government mm. policy of extermination. Yes. Uh, that was in a matter of two, two or three years. Mm. So I don't mm. think we should say that what happened in South Africa is the same thing as what happened in Nazi Germany. Therefore, the way we deal with 
South African history should be similar to the way in which the Germans deal with Nazi history. Um, um, well, what's the significance of the time periods and the specific numbers to which you refer? You say within two years, you say six million. What's the significance of that? Well, it, it's pretty significant because I'm not, I'm not yet to justify apartheid. It was a system that, under mm. which gross atrocities happened and it was a system that had to end. But yes. according to the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, within the 50 years of apartheid, 600 people were killed by the security forces, and those deaths were, not all of them, but the majority of them were during political riots. That doesn't mean that it's justifiable, that doesn't mean that it was the right thing, but still, it's still atrocious. If one people died, it was one person too many. Mm. But to try mm. to say that a system under which five, uh, 600 people died over a time frame of 50 years is similar to a, to a system under which 6 million people died in a, in a time frame of two years, is to call it a bit of a stretch is, is to put it lightly. I'm not really about that more than just confirming that we have had instances in our history as a world where governments against their own people have committed crimes against humanity. In this case, the regime of Hitler was a crime against humanity. I mean, that is a fact. The regime, the successive regimes under apartheid were declared a crime against humanity. Mm. And I think the point of departure is such that we can safely say that symbols that then represented Nazi Germany or apartheid South Africa should be treated the same because ultimately, at an internationally acclaimed level, the United Nations, these were crimes against humanity. They can't be a dispute there, surely. Well, that's a very formalistic argument, and I don't think Nelson Mandela would have agreed with you because Nelson Mandela said that if you want to take, if you if you want to take away the freedoms of another person, it only means that you are a prisoner of hatred yourself. Alan Payton, who was a struggle icon, who was a good friend of Nelson Mandela and an intellectual leader in the struggle, said that to compare apartheid to Nazism is a prostitution of language. So I think it's also very insensitive to the the six million people who died under Nazism. We can say apartheid was wrong, and we should say that. But to say that, that, that it's the same thing as Nazism is just historically inaccurate. I'm, I'm sure if you ask a person who is affected by apartheid as any Jewish person who was affected by the Holocaust, mm. their distaste for either of these crimes against humanity probably... I, I agree. But the okay. That's the basis about... upon which... That's the basis no. upon which then I say we can move on that premise. I, I, I have friends whose family members were, were murdered and tortured to death mm. uh, recently in the last 20 years. I'm sorry um, to learn that. And I'm aware of four murders that happened in South Africa where where members of the police were involved and where members of the ANC were involved. Mm. So does, does that justify me saying that 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 the, the, South Af- the new South African flag should be banned because it's offensive, because there are people living under that flag whose family members were murdered by people who are members of the ruling party? I'm sure in another day we can have the discussion, but it probably won't happen because at least democratic South Africa has in no way been declared a crime against humanity. In fact, on the 400, 500 years of South Africa's existence as we know it, it is the best 25 years we have had, albeit, albeit with some of the social ills that you have lamented, but there can be no comparison between the last 25 years of any era before 1994. So let's move on from that premise because I think we're going to get caught up in the semantics of it all because we yeah. really need to have the discussion about the, the, the flag. The, the, the Union of South Africa flag. And really, all it says is the display be confined to artistic, academic, and public interest expression. There's no ban on the flag. So on that basis then, why would Afriforum have even opposed this application? 
by Nelson Mandela Foundation. Then you are. Then you have to say that the ANC was a band under apartheid. Because Can you we could answer talk about questions, the questions, Adams? We could no, talk no, about I'm the ANC, and on another day, we will talk to the ANC about of issues that are suffering. Of course, it's a band. If you say you can only display it for academic purposes, or when you're a journalist, or when you write some artistic play, that was the same laws that apply to the ANC. And, and, and that was part of the reason why the apartheid system was declared a crime against humanity, because it, it declared thought crimes. It said that if you have a particular political view, uh, and you want to express that political view, and it's not in line with what the government wants you to express, then you are committing a crime, or that's not allowed according to law. So the same rules that are applicable to that flag are the rules that were applicable to the ANC. So if you want to say that this flag is not banned, you have to say that the ANC wasn't banned. If you want no. to say that the ANC was banned under the previous regime, you have to at least concede that this flag is also banned. You could be more incorrect. You couldn't be more incorrect. The ANC was banned under the 1961 Constitution, which gave parliamentary sovereignty. Equally, there was no equality. If I may finish, if I may finish, it would be great. The 1961 Constitution is nothing like the 1994 Constitution. The Equality Act, which is of this dispensation, didn't exist in the dispensation before. So it follows that any state actions or state interventions in the previous dispensation couldn't be more different to the state actions or state requirements, if you will, of this dispensation. We're talking about two eras. And in any event, which doesn't really advance your point, you have confirmed that the crime against humanity under which all activity publicly certainly in the country that was happening before 94 was a crime against humanity. We cannot base anything. Certainly draw jurisprudence from that. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that that the, the rules that are applicable with regard to displaying the old South African flag are more or less the same rules that were applicable with regard to being a member of the ANC or supporting communism in South Africa. If you want to say that this is not a ban on the flag, it's, it's the same rules that are applicable. So if you want, the only way for you to say the ANC was banned under the previous regime, but this flag is not banned under the current regime, the only way in which you could do that would be for you to be inconsistent. You can talk about all the other stuff about the Constitution and so forth. I'm talking about the, the ruling that says you can use it if you're a journalist um, for, for, academ- uh, for academic purposes or, or, or create artistic freedom, but no other reason. That's, that's what was applicable to the ANC as well. No, under the... 61 constitution and in de Klerk's government and before there was just a complete ban on the ANC that's a fact that's as well true. well journalists should read. write about the ANC and they were not encouraged to do so and in fact to the extent that they did they were met with the full might of the security forces they were harassed and we don't need to get into a history lesson as to how those who were sponsoring the ANC or telling the tale of the ANC were treated to the extent that the ANC had to remove its headquarters outside the country and be operational in the UK and in Lusaka and many operations outside the world because their expression in the country was forbidden mm. Mm, sure, I thought so. we'll, now we'll let's talk about this- your position specifically as it pertains to the flag what is it because I, I don't understand AfriForum to be saying that the flag is not offensive, or do I understand it incorrectly? No, that's correct. We don't. We 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 concede that the flag is offensive. We okay. don't. So, we don't display the flag. We've never displayed it. Okay, so to the extent that then we might differ as to the modalities of it being kept, in other words, not wiped out from the annals of history, how then would AfriForum prefer, on the basis that it confirms that the display of the flag is offensive, how then could we Mm. preserve the flag? Which is different to what the courts are suggesting here. 
Well, I think the point is that, that we say in, in, the, in the Constitution that South Africa cherishes the right to freedom of expression, and many courts or, or judgments to date have said that freedom of expression is the cornerstone on which this democracy is built. But at the same time, it seems that freedom of expression apparently is only valid if you, if you, if you tell the line that the ruling elite wants you to tell. It's, it's never necessary to fight for freedom of expression. When people are saying, well, I agree with what the ruling party is doing, uh, freedom of expression, and that's the problem with fighting for freedom of expression, is you never get to do it on terms that are preferable. You always have to do it. If you are an activist for freedom of expression, you always have to do it based on controversial stances that people find offensive. That's the point of freedom of expression. So we ever said we don't display the flag. We don't want to display the flag. I don't even own one. And I, don't, I have to say, I don't know someone that owns one. Uh, perhaps I do, but I don't know. I don't know of anybody that that yes. owns one. Yes. That way. Yes. Um, so, but I, I, I must be honest with you. I, in the last ten years, I haven't seen as many old South African flags as I've seen in the last two hours on social media. So, the, I don't think that the judgment would necessarily serve the goal that it aims to to achieve. When you speak of freedom of speech, um, do you incorporate symbols, in other words, inanimate things, or is it purely speech in the conventional sense as you and I are having this dialogue? Well, that was part of the the uh, debate in the court case, and it's something that we will study. We will study the judgment. Um, because what was your position you before to, the court? Well, if you if you look at the the act for, and you interpret it formalistically, the act says that hate speech can only be words that propagate certain things. So, one of the questions before the court is: Well, displaying a flag or a picture is not words. Mm. And the court found that no, it it should be interpreted when it says words. It should be interpreted as such. Um, so the point is not so much for us is it words or is it not. The point for us is the question whether something is hate speech should not simply, the question isn't does it cause offense. And the question is also not what do the majority of people feel because the majority of people can also be wrong. The question should, should be does it entail some form of a call to action to inflict harm or commit violence or something to that effect upon people based on, in this case, the color of their skin or their ethnicity. Simply so, displaying something could be very offensive, and you could want you could discourage people and should discourage people from doing that. But if you couple that with, for example, a message of hatred saying, "Let's go and take up arms, or let's commit violence, or let's discriminate against these people," and so forth, then then it's clearly hate speech. Um, let's, but let's, offensiveness isn't sufficient for it to be hate speech. Granted. Let's take a couple of calls from Durban and Santon, respectively, in Mike and make a few. Good evening, Mike. Keep it short and sweet, and turn your radio off, please. Hi. Indeed. Mike. Hello, Mike. Can you hear me? We can hear you, Mike. Shoot, please. Right, I can hardly hear you. We've got a beachy, easy gale blowing here on the beach front. Uh, if the South African rugby team had to go across to New York, the state of Albany, and they played there, and the fans over there came out to their flags, they would think they're playing in the old South Africa. You know that their flag is almost identical to the old South African flag. Could you repeat that, please, Mike? I'm sorry, you were really faint. Yeah, the, yeah it's almost identical. You know, uh, New York was known as Little Holland, or Little Amsterdam in the old days. Yes. It has the Dutch colours identical to the South African flag. All right. Thank you so much, Mike, calling us from Durban. What if someone had to bring one of these flags and wave it at a, you know, at a rugby match in South Africa? Would they be arrested? 
China. But it isn't. Thank you so much, Mike, calling us from Durban. Make a feeler from Senton. How are you? Fine, ma'am. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I think this man is obsessed with the ANC. Does the ANC have a flex? Why is he talking about the banning of the ANC, the ANC flex? We are talking, I, may I understand you, you are talking about a South African flag which is supposed to unite us as a country. You know, you're wasting your time on this man. I don't even think he understands what you say. The ANC has regalia like the DA has regalia. <coughs> the ANC has no flag. Why waste your time? This man is talking and banning and whatnot. You are talking about the flag. The significance of the South African flag that's supposed to unite us, whether PA, that's of front or whatever. He's talking about the ANC. He's got an obsession with the ANC. I don't even know why you're having a discussion with this man. Do you want to stay on the line? Do you want to respond to that, Ernst? I, I would gladly respond. I just didn't get all of it. Okay. Make a fellow in your words. Kindly repeat that. We are talking about a flag, the South African flag, which is supposed to unite us, unite us mm. as a country, whether it's the Freedom Fund, the Inkata Freedom Party, the ANC, everybody, one flag. For the country to unite us, you seem to be obsessed about the ANC flag. I don't even, I've never even seen an mm. ANC flag. You seem to be obsessed about the unbanning of the ANC. My understanding the discussion is about a flag. The ANC okay. has no flag. So I actually think the presenter is wasting his time having a discussion with you. I don't All think right. you're going to get anywhere. Um, Aaron shall respond. Yes, well, I think it's an important point. Obviously, the ANC does have its own flag, which is different than the current flag. And we must also remember that the National Party had its own flag. The, the National Party that had the apartheid policy had a flag different from the, this orange, white, and, and, and blue flag. The question about the, the, let's call it the new South African flag or the current flag uniting people, sure, we would love that to, for that to be the case. But the question is, how do you get people to become united under a flag? You don't, you don't achieve that by the force of law or by forcing people to, to like the flag or by banning people from expressing themselves in ways that are not consistent with loyalty to the flag. The only thing that you're going to do if you do that, that's what the apartheid government tried to do. They wanted to force people to become loyal to the system. And the more you try to force people to become loyal to the system, the more that you create a backlash, the more you create animosity and people saying, well, this is an oppressive system, it's a totalitarian system, they want to regulate how I express myself, they want to regulate what I do in my living room and in my bedroom, because that's what this judgment also says, um, then then the, the, the consequences thereof is not more loyalty to the flag, the consequence is less loyalty to the flag. Let me read a passage from a judgment in which Afri Forum, through a certain Mr. Evert van Dijk was a party, it concerns the naming or renaming of street names here in the city yes. of Tswane. This is paragraph two of the judgment penned by our CJ, Chief Justice Mokhweng, who is in every respect the custodian of the constitution and the laws of the country. It reads, South Africa is literally the last African country to be liberated from the system that found nothing wrong with institutionalized oppression of one racial group by another for no reason other than but the color of their skin, shape of their nose, and length and texture of their hair. 
The underlying reason advanced for this irrational differentiation was that African people in particular and black people in general were intellectually inferior, lazy and lesser beings in every respect of consequence. As a result, there hardly was any city, town, street or institution of note that bore a name that sought to give honor to black people's leaders or recognition to their institutions or treasured history. Everything about their press was dismissively branded as backward and inconsequential. Virtually all recognition and honor was thus respectively given to and bestowed upon white history and their heroes and heroines. The system was all about entrenchment of white supremacy and privilege and black inferiority and disadvantage. No wonder the United Nations resolved to declare the system as a crime against humanity. Three, mm. more than three centuries from the inception of that system, South Africa of all races took it upon themselves to create a platform for the normalization or harmonization of race relations, democratization of their country and attainment of peace and social cohesion. Against all odds, the nation has admirably come to the point where impugned violence, racial hatred or subjugation in all its manifestation is unlike seldom openly and proudly practiced. Now, I could go on, and you know this case very well. It's a very recent yes, matter, 2016. When the CJ speaks like that in dismissing your application, essentially, or your opposition to the application brought by the city, to have institutions remain honoring the history that Mr. Mokhweng refers to as distasteful to the extent he says no wonder it was declared a crime against humanity. How is that judgment different in essence to what you are now seeking to keep intact as a legal order, so to speak? By that I mean, how is name changes and it being offensive as noted by the judge, or rather the maintenance of names from the old order offensive, different to your attempt to keep the flag? Mm. How is how is that different, if at all, in your view? Uh, okay, I, I think that question deserves a long answer, but I'm going to try to condense it to keep it short. Um, sure. So, so firstly, that uh, unfortunately, the judgment in that case is a mis- bit misdirected, because if you read our arguments in that case, it wasn't about maintaining street names or anything to that effect. It was about the fact that the, the municipality was changing street names without following due process. So there was, it was not about the merits of the names. It was about the the legal process in changing the names, and it was interpreted, or if you read the judgment, it comes across as if it was about the names itself. Um, but I assume that's for another matter. Um, mm-hmm. I think if, if the question is to try to compare that case to this one, we're not calling for people to display the, the old South African flag, and we are on record, and we have been for years, that we discourage the display of the flag. We are calling for people not to display the flag. But it's a difference between, because essentially this remains a social and a political issue. And I'm struggling to find examples in, in South African history or world history of government becoming involved in regulating social issues in the way that to, to try to direct people or force them through law to act or express themselves in a way that government wants them to do so, and that having a positive impact on social cohesion. So if, if we want to deal, the, the most effective way, for, if the displaying of the flag is a problem, and that's arguable because I would say that how many white people are, are in this country? 8%. I would say less than 1%, probably 0.01% of, of that 8% actually display the flag. Um, but if that's a problem, the appropriate way to deal with that would be for other white people to say to them, listen, don't display this flag. This is why you shouldn't display it. If government comes in and forces them by law and says, because that's what it says in this judgment, that government has the right to regulate what you do in your living room, 
So if I take an old South African flag, which I have no intention to do, and I frame it and I put it on my bedside table, then government has the right to come into my house and to, to determine if I have something on my bed, bedside table that's offensive. I mean, that's, that's totalitarian, oppressive thinking. That's very simplistic. That's that's, that can't simple. possibly qualify as display because it's happening in the confines of your private space. Display that's for well, the purposes of artistic, academic, and other forms of public interest are nonetheless sanctioned. That doesn't qualify as display. But let's move on because this argument... I don't think you're understanding my point. But let, let's move on because you're... Okay, Aarons, let me ask this final question. Because you speak about government's interventions and essentially you are saying it is not the province of the Equality Court through government to even be hearing this matter. And to the extent that they do hear, they should support your argument. When you used the very same institution, the Equality Court, to have Julius Malema's singing of Shoot the Boer declared, exactly what Nelson Mandela in the context of this matter against the flag. You were using the same institutions, endorsing the notion that government should and be, should be able to intervene and indeed must intervene, and it did, and it did so mm. favorably in your yeah. regard, with regard to the institution and the symbols of shoot the Boer. Not that it was literal, but it was rather contextual in the context of the struggle. Nonetheless, be set aside in the context of the South Africa that we're trying to build. How is that any different to the matter that now displays? Well, okay, two things. Firstly, the yeah. judgment particularly says, displaying the old, I'm reading the judgment now, displaying yes. the old flag in private spaces like homes and schools is equally, equally unacceptable. And then it says that the display in such places also constitutes hate speech under the Equality Act. So if I put the flag up in my bedroom, then that's hate speech. That's number one. Number two, in terms of the, the Bibula Ibunu case, you say it must, must be evaluated within the context of the struggle. It must also be evaluated within the context that there was an upsurge in farm murders after him singing that song. So, so one, the, that's what the point we've been making for years now is hate speech is a problem in South Africa and hate speech must be combated. But if something is offensive, that's not hate speech. If it contains a call to action like the words shoot the birds, then it's hate speech. If I, if I display the old South African flag and I said something like, you know, let's go and oppress black people or whatever, then it's hate speech. When you say your South African flag, as opposed to a call to action. Quick question: When you say your South African flag, what do you mean by that? Um, you just said when sure I display your South African flag. I'm sure you did. That's why I'm asking the question. Well, well I don't know. I can't. No, no, because I, I just want to understand flag. what you mean when you just said to me now when you display your South African flag. What do you mean well, by that? I mean this South African flag. I understand. Okay. Are you going to appeal this judgment? We don't know yet. Uh, obviously, we disagree with the judgment. The, 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 the interesting thing or the difficult thing for us is the fact that we, we don't display the flag and we agree that it shouldn't be displayed. Our concern is with the fact that the courts are now being used as a way to micromanage people's expression. Um, so we'll have to study the judgment more thoroughly. It was just handed down today and, and determine how, how are we going to take matters forward. But the courts are there exactly for the management of society because absent the courts, yeah, and absent the courts a framework, that's why you can appeal it. That's why I was asking the question, are you going to appeal it? Yeah, well, as I said, we, the judgment was just handed down today. We haven't been able to meet with our legal team after studying the judgment, so we'll, we'll decide. Very well. Thank you so much, Adams. I appreciate your time. Great. Thank you very much. All the best. Mr. Adams Roots, Head of Policy and Structures at AfriForum. We're going to take a quick ad break before we continue the conversation talking about female architects. Ms. Antoinette Klopers is, in is on the phone, I beg your pardon, as well as Ms. Pritya Bika of Paragon Group, the two of them. Stay tuned.